1: You need to try a MyPillow and see why customers call these pillows life-changing. Guaranteed to be the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. For 50% off, go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code Chicago at checkout.
0: Welcome to the Big Payoff. This is a show about the many ways that your business growth and your personal growth are connected. I'm Suzanne Mucion, and I'm here with Rachel Bellow, who's my best friend and business partner.
2: Suzanne and I are going to talk to you just the way we talk to each other. And on today's show, you'll hear a little bit of this. Saying no to certain things is... It, it, it's how
3: we, you create the portfolio exactly. life. That's it's exactly like I've always right. likened it to being an actress... And they sh- they shape their own career based on what movies they decide to be in and what movies they decide not to be in.
2: Let's get started.
0: Welcome to The Big Payoff. I'm Suzanne Mewshin, and I'm here with my longtime business partner, Rachel Bellow.
2: And we know about this, Suzanne, because we've been talking about this long before the market caught up with us. 20 years we've been talking about this funding growing. We've been advising businesses to put exactly that magic matrix that you just mentioned into place and into practice. And really, it's what the big payoff is all about.
0: And today we're asking a question that's really should be keeping you up at night. And if you're a parent, it should be keeping you up at night about your children, which is, do you have to have a job to be successful? A job? I mean, We're done. We're done with the era where that question of what do you do? What do you do for a living? What's your
2: job? And you're, you're walking around saying, I need a job or I'm looking for a new job. Meanwhile, the world has moved on. You're completely out of place and you're missing a massive opportunity. And in fact, today we have a guest on the show, Brenda Bergen, who is not only a designer by training, but she's ended up designing exactly the kind of life that she wants. Highly successful, jobless life. And she's not homeless, as far as I can tell. Nor she looks,
0: is she actually jobless. Well, no, you know, she is, she is jobless. jobless. Right. She's she a can,
2: brand yeah, guru, yeah. she's We're a jobless. great designer. She's the creative director of Vogue Chocolate. And she's someone basically whose curiosities simply cannot be contained by any single identity. And so she doesn't. And that's why she's here today. She's going to tell us what that feels like and how she's building that kind of life and why.
0: And why. Look, when we left our last job, I actually had to think about this recently. Somebody said, when was the last time you had a normal job. And by that, I think they meant... Was this an meant...
2: employment line when they asked you that? <laughs> No,
0: I think it actually was my husband. <laughs> I think it was David when he was... We were talking about just the pain point of our life right now, which is being jobless, being employed by many different yes, kinds we're
2: making money.
0: Partnerships and projects, but we no longer are inside a place that hands us a paycheck with, you know, taxes taken out and all the bells and whistles. And also is stable and a thing. Reliable. Reliable. Like, like, oh, I'm the blank at blank company, right? And he was saying, well, when is the last time you had a job? So I think the last time we could consider what we did at our last design firm, Frequency
2: 540, a job. Yeah. I mean, it was a very easy question. If I sat next to someone on a plane and they said, what do you do? I could say. I'm. I the lead have this company, yeah. The
0: lead brand strategist at an agency,
2: right? And yeah, that's a job. now I actually change the question I ask people. I say, and I pray that they will change the question they ask me, which is, you know, what kind of work do you do?
0: Yes, that's it. That is a better question. It
2: is. But do you secretly, Suzanne, fantasize ever? You can be honest with me, because nobody's listening. Um,
0: <laughs> um. do you hear the uncom- the discomfort in our laugh? <laughs> Nobody's listening. <laughs> um. I guess it won't matter because if people are listening, they'll be kind of in on that joke. Yeah. And if they're not listening, they won't have heard they that. They won't have heard it. Uh-huh.
2: Good for you for getting that joke. Okay, so <laughs> listen, seriously, do you ever fantasize about having a job? Yes.
0: Yes. I used to fantasize when I had a job that was, you know, the crazy run into the office, handed your schedule, work all day, run home in my four-inch heels, make dinner, that kind of job. I used to fantasize about being a manicurist.
2: At a... Okay. I don't mean fantasy like a drug-fueled fantasy. I mean, like, seriously, Suzanne, do you ever think, you know, because we there is a lot of discomfort that we're experiencing around you know we're we're sort of projecting out 6 months but then going all right well when we need another big client in the next you know year we you know we sort of project forward all the time don't you ever think privately god my life would be so much simpler if i just had a paycheck
0: uh, i think that all the time but here's the thing that counterbalances that when i have that up in the middle of the night panic is the trade off would be that i would be working for someone oh, yeah. else. That is so unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> that in and of itself would be unacceptable. I'd be working for somebody else inside a, a confined structure. Like I, I'm putting my hands out right now because I think of it yeah. like walls. I'd yeah. be in somebody else's home where I had to show up in a certain way even when I didn't need to. I mean, the thing that I love about the portfolio life, which Which is is
2: really, that's really a much better way of calling it. The portfolio life is a life where you've got a number of different gigs, as it were, that may be quite extended in terms of their time and your partnership and your relationship, but each Part of the portfolio is not necessarily connected to the other. They don't know about each other.
0: No, but the through line is always the same, which is we're always doing the thing that's ours to do, which is making big ideas matter to more people through brand strategy and communication. Yeah. So when I think about having to do that, what I just said, inside somebody else's definition of, of work, I panic. I think I'll be assigned... Jobs that I don't want. I'll have to work on client work that I yeah. don't really want. I'll have to show up in an office just because. You know what I'm made that to be
2: there. You know what made that possible in the past, Suzanne. I'm just what? thinking right now. The reason I couldn't do that anymore is we had something to prove. We were still proving our worth. And when you're still in a proving mode, then having someone give you assignments so you can hit it out of the ballpark is fine. But if you're not there to prove anymore, you're there to learn and do something really interesting, I I don't want the assignment coming from you.
0: Well, there's there's that. There's also... The grown up quality, which I think takes time. It's not something you can do in your 20s, but there's this grown up quality about being able to answer the question, What is mine to do? And it, what goes with that is, What is not mine to do? And I am at a point right now, and I know you are too, where the selfishness about Only wanting to work on things that interest me, that make me curious, that drive my passion, that connect me with partnerships and people that I'm curious about, that allow me to travel and go to places that I haven't gone so that I can see things that I haven't seen. That desire is so much stronger than the stability of the paycheck. Well.
2: You say it's not for people in their twenties, but in fact, there's a lot of evidence that millennials are living their lives that way, and in Want fact, to be
0: living their lives, w- that
2: they way. really are. Yeah. In fact, my daughter, one of my daughters, one of my daughters has a job. The other one is absolutely piecing together her life by doing fo- professional photography. She's going to actual graduate school for social work. She's not going to let go of the photography. She's pursuing her dance and and yoga certification. So. The, and I know she is building, she doesn't know, it's true, that she's not conscious of what her you know, core brand is, but she's pursuing her passions and creating a portfolio life without that name. And I think, and I know because I've seen the data, this is a millennial trend that used to exist only in places like Aspen, where I would go to Aspen and meet all these people who had seven jobs. Yes. Why? Yes. Because they wanted to organize their lives around skiing year round. Absolutely. And now, yes. kids want to organize their lives around an expectation of having a good time. Uh, th- that's I don't not, mean that's like fun unfair. as in play. No, I mean they, themselves.
0: Uh, right. Well, they want to organize their life around their life. Yeah. Around a how life, about that? Right. How about <laughs> that idea? Right. I think the other thing is that the sharing economy is allowing for a kind of, um, a, a kind of pursuit of gigs with ease. That was never possible before. So it's Uber. It's the on-demand kinds of jobs. So you can fill in the gaps with opportunities that make money so that you can justify having a gig life. Right. You
2: can find those opportunities quickly. You can respond to them quickly in the sharing economy. That's true. Technology makes that possible. But we're saying that everybody should think alternatively from I need a job, I'm looking for a job, or I hate this job and I'm going to go find another job, to what if I broke my life into a portfolio? It has a certain Kind of anxiety, yes, it does, but over time, an enormous amount of satisfaction. We believe you will really find that.
0: You'll really find it, but the key is when an artist has a portfolio, there's a through line. They're Mm -hmm. showing their work that has a certain sensibility to it, a certain brand to it, there's a certain construction to it. And so I want Brenda to come in and help us understand. How that actually works. How you stay true so that when somebody says to you, what do you do? You can authentically say, here's
2: my portfolio. Here's my portfolio. Right. Let- Brenda's going to show us her portfolio, and I don't know whether she developed it consciously, unconsciously, or you know w- how she did that, but we're going to find out. And it really will teach us how it's actually done I
0: think the thing that nobody told Brenda is that when you come to our show you have to bring some sort of gift for the host because oh I
2: think she was planning on sending it afterwards the chocolate box. no the shoes the, With shoes the shoes
0: oh I was simply hoping for first of all no bacon no bacon. I, the, Boge, the idea that Vosges has the chocolate with bacon in Everybody it.
2: Everybody puts bacon I, I and chocolate understand. now. They put dog I don't get it. crap and I mean, bacon. It's I not mean that it, I'm kosher. Not,
0: I'm just saying I don't understand that sensibility, like bacon and chocolate.
2: Okay, I think you may have just missed what I said, which is that they put dog crap around, wrap bacon around dog crap, and people will eat it. There is a kind of addiction to bacon that, that they now need bacon around everything.
0: Okay. other than that one, I'm open to all other, and it's really, I'm looking for a crate. I'm not looking for, like, a bar. I'm looking for, like, (laughs) (laughs) like I'm looking for the delivery that comes to my house where the— Okay, this
2: following your conversation with me yesterday about wanting to actually now really get off sugar. But okay, (laughs) no problem. Brenda, you come in and save the day here.
0: We'll be back to the big payoff talking to Brenda Bergen when we get return in just a moment with Rachel and Suzanne.
1: You wanna hot body, you wanna cool body, you wanna muscle body. You better work, bitch. You wanna Lamborghini,
3: sip martinis, look hot in a bikini. You
1: better work, bitch. You
3: wanna live fancy, live in a big mansion, You
1: better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You better work, bitch. You're listening to The Big Payoff with Rachel Bello and Suzanne Mewshin on WGN+. Plus.
0: Welcome back to The Big Payoff. I'm Suzanne Muchan. and I'm here with Rachel Bellow, who's my longtime business partner. And today we're asking the question, do you need a job to be successful? And in the first segment, we were talking about having a portfolio life, having a life where you have a set of gigs, you have projects, and they're all strung together in a way that makes sense to you. And that's what really matters.
2: And that's your life. It's not your life that you're doing until you find your next job. No. That is your life. And we talked about the fact that this is what millennials are doing. And this is what other people are doing. This is what we're doing.
0: And it's what Brenda Bergen is doing. So yeah. Brenda is with us in studio. Hi. 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 We're so glad you're here. I've been following your work for a long time. Pre, well, pre, our introduction from Mark Ackler. So, Brenda, you're if somebody woke you up at two in the morning and said, "So, what's your job?" She'd
2: still be up at two in the morning. That's oh yeah, what you I are know. a late two night. In the
0: morning. <laughs> yeah, forgot that. Right? You said that in your. You have that. There was be. a Tumblr page where they kind of tracked your day. You're a late yeah, night kind of guy. Late mm-hmm.
3: night. That's when the creativity really kicks in. Well, you said something interesting. Like you said o'clock.
2: that's when judgment yes goes, goes down. down. And mm-hmm. creative—that was a very and interesting. all the to-do
3: stuff is not in the forefront of my head. So, what would you say if somebody then said, "So, what's your job?" Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's funny—I've always had a difficult time answering that question. And I think um, I love the term that you guys came up with, which is portfolio life, because I think it really does describe the path of my career. Yeah. Um, I the easy. There's no easy answer because I do a lot of different things, hence portfolio life. Um, The easy answer is that I'm a creative director. Um, The longer answer, like what does that mean if somebody's never heard of it or they want a more detailed explanation, would be that I collaborate with companies on their brand. I think branding is kind of a catchphrase right now, which is helpful because people understand what it is, except it doesn't really catch everything. Um, But the description for me as a creative director is that I help companies with their brand in terms of their strategy, their look and feel, and their personality. And I think more than anything, the part I enjoy the most is helping craft the experience that people have when they interact. With the brand right
2: so um when someone next to you on a plane says so what do you do you generally say well I'm a creative director for yeah. a number of different companies and mm-hmm. yeah
0: and what does your son think that you do
3: could he describe it <laughs> not very well because I he sees so many different things of what I do I think he gets more into whatever the subject matter is so uh, like the, chocolate, right? He's way into. I'm way into that too. But user. he knows that
2: you sort of have an artistic sense of. Does he know that you're kind of mom's a creative? Oh yeah, he yeah. is too.
3: So yeah. he'll he loves to look at what I'm doing and have his comments too. And some oh. of them are right on target that I'm like, oh, what a great idea. <laughs> and are you an artist? Is that you know part of the portfolio? Yes and no. Um, I guess it's how you describe an artist. I've never really considered myself an artist because I think that when you're an artist you have a specific message that you really need to get out of your body that in whatever format that is that you need to get it out and for me um I don't think of myself as an artist because I'm always working with somebody else's message and helping them uh you're working with somebody else's idea yeah okay yeah
0: well that's interesting, yeah I mean that's what yeah. that's the
2: difference between a graphic artist and uh say you know a designer I mean a different it really a is true or yeah sculptor yeah or, yeah. Right. yeah and I mean the question is so you went to Cranbrook right I did. Academy so did you think in your training oh I'm did you always know you were going to be? Working with other people's ideas in order to elevate them into something yeah. beautiful—you mm-hmm. did. Okay, so that is different.
0: It is a little different. And what what led to this portfolio life? I mean, did you have a job and then decided that your curiosities were too broad for any one container? Which is more what yeah, happened to I Rachel to and me. started to get
3: antsy. Like I've gone yeah. back yeah. and forth between having full-time jobs in a company and having my own company where I'm working on a lot of different things. And I have been really lucky, the subject matters have been amazing. I worked at a record company in New York for a long time. And then I went off on my own for a while. And then uh, here in Chicago, when I first got here, started working at Vosges Chocolat. Um, So the subject matters are great. However, I can feel when I'm getting too much in a routine. And for me that starts to make me feel antsy. Like I don't I don't want to live in one place my whole life. I want to travel. I, that's what inspires me is seeing new things and learning new things. So working with music for many years is fantastic, but at a certain point I needed to work on a different subject matter. You know,
2: it really or is like it it's like right. an ADD life. Like I have exactly the same issue. The minute things it, and it's weird because if things aren't predictable enough, I start f- fantasizing about more reliability. Well, it would
3: be easier, uh, for sure. And then the
2: minute I get into that container, I'm like, Ugh, let and me. So,
3: up. for example, does Vogue ever want you to come in house? And if you said no, I was in house for many years and transitioned into a consulting position by um, your choice. Both of our choices. Uh huh.
2: And um, if somebody came now, like, is there anybody, any company? Like if Apple, anybody just said, we want you in-house to have this amazing design, but, but you have to commit for 10 years. This is your only gig. 10,
3: Ooh. <laughs> 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 Right, isn't it okay, crazy two, that 10, I know, 10 seems long but 10 now. 10 would be a really, uh, that would be a long time.
2: Even f- five, but you'd have to drop all drop all your other things.
3: You know, if the right opportunity came about and I was sort of, at a point where what I'm doing now was making me, you know, not happy for whatever reason. Sure. I mean, I, I've gone back and forth between having a job and having my own life or my own business. Uh, and I like them both for different reasons.
2: You know, you're, you're one of the things that you've started, which I just love. I find it completely fascinating is, um, FuelYourProcess.com, is that the? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So FuelYourProcess.com is a sort of beautifully designed set of interviews, in a way, um, with creative people about their creative process and I was thinking yesterday why is it that I find this so fascinating when I n- none of these people I don't know any of them and it's not like they are just so, so fascinating I've always wanted to know what Picasso's creative process was like it's just you know these are creative people and they're cool but I realized that there's something very very vulnerable
3: people um, are super honest when they uh, answer that oh
2: question. everybody's creative process is so infused with doubt and self-doubt and you you see it's like the great leveler like even great creative people have these middle of the night anxieties about who they are there's
3: never a time when you absolutely know that the answer to your problem is correct right because it's subjective so all you know is your client likes it or if you're an artist you're making money but other than that it's not an equation where you know oh this is right i'm done yeah for i today. nailed that I, I, yeah. yeah it's like wait is it could it be better it could probably be better yeah so i want to talk about your life for a minute the crea- okay. the
0: portfolio life yeah. let's put the emphasis on the life part now so are you under financial pressure do you like us wake up in the middle of the night thinking where is my next job going to come
3: from is that part of your thinking um no not at this particular moment, I think each year of the business has been a little bit different. I think right now I'm, I'm kind of at a shifting point because I'm so busy that I'm trying to manage that part of it. And do I grow? And if so, in what way, or do I turn certain projects down? Um, So that's in a different way. But
2: I actually I'm do think that saying no is a huge say. part of this. Saying no to certain things is... It, it, it's it, how you create the portfolio exactly. life.
3: That's it's exactly like I've always right. likened it to being an actress, and they, sh- they shape their own career based on what movies they decide to be in and what movies they decide not to be in, or actually, what directors to work with and what directors not to work with.
2: It's a good analogy because an actress is an actress, but at any given time... And by the way, you could be a Broadway actress and work for 20 years on one... I don't know how they do that, but still. So
0: when do you say no to an engagement? When do you say... When when does something come across your plate? Is it because your plate's too full or because you don't want to work with that? I mean, you must get drawn into conversations all the time where people say, Oh, I'd love to work with you.
3: There's so many different reasons. Um, Sometimes the deadlines just might not work in my schedule. Um, sometimes it's just a subject matter that I just know that I'm not going to be able to help them succeed. It's just not my I don't know, my expertise, my area of ex- yeah. expertise, which I don't really know that I have an area of expertise, but I know when I've heard about a company that I'm like actually you'd be better suited working with and Someone I'll else. tell yeah. them somebody else. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. you know that Begs the question. So if you if you could think of like a kind of assignment that you just love, like, oh, I wish it would walk in the door tomorrow, what kind of stuff would do you feel just instinctively, it's mine to do?
3: I would uh, love that. The music stuff. I mean, the stuff mm. I've been doing, the music, the chocolate. Um, mm. I'd love to do more work with fashion companies. I think there's some companies that are doing some really amazing stuff out there. Um, like Everlane and M. Um, they're doing some just really, really great thinking behind how they're presenting their brand and how they're engaging with their audience and the experience that they're providing. Yeah. And it's, a, and it comes from
0: your, see, this is the thing about the portfolio. It comes from your passions out. Yes. Much more so than the opportunistic gigs floating by your window.
3: Oh, I have to really love the subject matter. To yeah. say yes.
0: Mm-hmm. And so as we wind down, I'd ask, so what for you has been the biggest trade-off? Do you feel there's been a trade-off? Or is this our, is the portfolio life a life
3: that you feel like this
0: is the way I want to live?
3: It's the way I want to live right now. Um, the trade-off is that sometimes I actually think a full-time job's easier.
2: Oh, for sure. There's
3: a lot that is taken care of for you that you don't have to take care of yourself. And I can... More so when I've had a full time job, I've actually been able to concentrate on the creative work more.
0: Right, because you don't have to worry about biz dev as right. much. You don't have to worry about the
3: financial
0: mm-hmm. and
2: processing Stability. all that, those checks, and it's just like so. Oh. That's the part.
3: If I yeah. grow, I actually would not hire more designers. I would hire more people yeah. in the areas that I don't want to do. So I have like I hired a project manager, which is amazing. And yes. It's made a huge it's key change.
2: You know, it makes me think as a final fantasy that maybe fifty years from now companies will recognize that what they're really good for is the back end of what everybody does beautifully and that they give people maximum freedom for the front end. Mm -hmm. You go live your life any freaking way you want at the service of our company and we'll just take care of your life. We'll take care of the back end. I would work for that company. I I will so work for that company. Okay. We've just
0: invented <laughs> a new although
2: it's somebody, not a company please do I want
0: right it's not a company I want to start right no but I would work for them
2: I would yeah
0: it's like we So why work.
2: don't you do that for me, Suzanne? And I then.
0: do do that for you.
2: You <laughs> just said do-do on the air. I think we'd have to beep that <laughs> I, out.
0: Well, I, Kristen can beep it out. Brenda, thanks so much for joining Thank us. You. And just this was really let's great. remind people where they can find you. So they can go to wink-design.com, and that's where they can see a lot of your portfolio. They can go to fuelyourprocess.com.
3: Go to
2: fuelyourprocess, too, because it's just every entry. And I don't know how frequently you update it. It's well, fascinating.
3: <laughs> that, those are the personal projects that, are, they go on yes. the back burner when you get too busy. Oh, I love it. So you can go to fuelyourprocess.com and they can follow
0: you on Instagram at Brenda Bergen, mm-hmm. B E R G E N. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back in just a minute with Rachel and Suzanne.
1: listening to the big payoff with Rachel Bello and Suzanne Musson on WGN Plus.
0: Welcome back to the Big Payoff. I'm Suzanne Musson. I'm here with Rachel Bello, and we're talking today about the question of whether you need to have a job to be
2: successful and what it's like to have what we call a portfolio life. Lots of different gigs that you're balancing that you've chosen you've said no to some this is what you're saying yes to and that's what your life consists of and i think we need to be really honest e- even though this is a trend this is where we are we need to be honest about the trade-offs on that and i'll i'll talk about one thing that i consistently don't like about it and that is it's up to you to sell yourself in a way that you can't hide even when we were running you know our old company you could say we have this company that does this and it's amazing. And you're referring to a bunch of people, including you. It's of like course. you're
0: speaking in the third person yeah. about something else.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. it is like, I'm awesome. You need me. Yes. And it's like. Wah.
0: And it, there's the the thing that I struggle with is there's a, a kind of I'm a gun for hire feeling to it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I appreciate because it's a good paying job and sometimes being a gun for hire is fun, but other times you just feel like, wow, should I really be that accessible to people? How do I protect my integrity Exactly. when everybody thinks they can just hire me to solve their latest problem? And
2: it's really true that as an individual, people do what they would never do, for example, with a hairstylist. You'd never meet a hairstylist right. at a party and go, do you mind coming into the bathroom and just give <laughs> right, me a little exactly. trim? But, but, but what they do with an individual yes, all the time is the say, time. I just would love to pick your brain, my least favorite phrase, about my brand. And the boundaries there are hard to manage yes. because very often when you're leading a portfolio life, your gigs come from having a conversation with a friend with someone who isn't having the conversation with you as your company, but as a friend. And then it has to suddenly parlay into, well, could I hire you to do that for me? And you go, yes, you could. And they go, well, is that why you're having lunch with me? <laughs>
0: so there was that great line in The Good Wife where there ha- she's doing a biz dev pitch. And so she's going back and forth and back and forth with somebody she's just giving this great advice to. And at some point she puts her hand up.
2: and She, she puts says, her hand up and she goes, I'm sorry, am I hired now?
0: Right. And we have that fantasy all the time. I have that fantasy all the time when I'm in settings where people are just, I feel, sucking my best ideas. I out of me have that fantasy free.
2: every time I walk out of my building during the daylight hours. I stop on my front steps, I put my hand up and say to the world, I'm sorry. <laughs> am I hired now?
0: <laughs> and with that, we'll sign off on this week's Big Payoff. You can follow us on Twitter at Big Payoff Radio. You can listen to us on the WGN Plus app. It's just download the WGN Plus app. You can go to WGNPlus.com. You can follow us on Facebook and you can download our show on iTunes. We'll be back to The Big Payoff next week with Rachel and Suzanne.